0: Hello everyone, what's going on? Hope that everything is alright. Today is the first day, I've woken up in a couple of days, and guess what? I can breathe through both of my nostrils. Uh, So that's pretty cool. Um, Ran out of albuterol for my nebulizer last night, shout out uh, nebulizers, if folks know what those are, my asthma kids, shout out, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm feeling all right, I feel kind of awake, which is weird, because, um, I had to take NyQuil last night, because I haven't been sleeping, um, and, um, my partner and I sat on the couch this morning, just, like, brain dead together, um, both saying how we felt like we were unable to wake up, so it's very odd that all of a sudden, in, like, the last 15, 20 minutes, I kind of, like, woke up, but I'm gonna attribute it to this emergency shit, um, and also water, (laughs) shout out water, um, yeah, anyways, Hope everybody's doing alright. As you can tell, I'm like oddly in a good uh, mood. So, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm happy for that. I don't know what's going on. Maybe we'll have a good day. What do you think? Um, Yeah, so for folks tuning in for the first time. Hello, my name is Josh. I use she, her, hers pronouns. Um, I'm uh, the host of the program you are now listening to, so please, uh, let me know what you think, um, you can find me at indefensiveliberation at gmail.com if you want to send some thoughts my way, no caps or spaces in that, uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter is red redstarbitch420 and Instagram is liberation. Uh, But otherwise, I mean, you can leave a comment or a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, Always interested to know what I can do to improve the show. And also want to know who I should be checking out. Uh, If folks want to come on the show, if there's a particular topic we want to cover. So in yesterday's episode, I talked about a few different things. Um, we talked about how the United States is like the global bad guy, right? And how imperialism and colonialism are inherently tied to not only empire building, but also capitalism, to patriarchy, to all kinds of things that are endemically... Endemic to the reactionary society we live in today. Um, But today I kind of want to just kind of shoot the shit about some things going on. Um, We had mentioned how the United States has been in over 200, like, known, documented, reported, and acknowledged military interventions since at least 1798. We know there's far more. We know that the origin story of the supposed United States of America uh, was in fact a colonial enterprise which was fueled by not only just outright, you know, genocide, meaning the slaughter, the encirclement, the land theft from the poisoning of the water sources of, etc., the indigenous peoples and the indigenous nations which lived across the Americas and still live across the Americas, Um, but also through, you know, other processes that developed the rudiments for, like, the foundation for the society that we live in right now, and it's the reason why shit is so fucked up, because the development of this land as the nation that is now known as was a process of violent overthrow of an indigenous peoples who had established power, tradition, culture, agriculture for... Generations who, you know, were, in a lot of cases, outright wiped off the face of the map, if not explicitly through, you know, disinformation campaigns meant to convince the population that the Wild West, as it was known, was just this open sea for vanquish, um, full of lush green grass and forests, never tamed, um, but of course we know the reality is quite different so we got like a lot of issues we gotta reckon with uh, some of us are in organizations some of us are a part of Groups, social groups, student groups, um, community groups. Some of us are in political parties. Some of us are in self-defense groups. Um, I doubt anyone from the underground is checking out the show, but there are people who are engaged in a type of struggle which tends to be denounced as illegal um, who don't get enough credit Uh, I really enjoyed the episode with Guerrilla History with Comrade Z um, who talked about the recent printing from uh, their collectives press who The name is slipping me right now, but printed a copy of the Black Liberation Army, like essays, um, study guides, different writings by members, and they talked about the history of, you know, things like the armed wing of the Black Panther Party, uh, what the Black Liberation Army was at different points in its existence, the consolidation of the Black Liberation Army, um, and the ways in which COINTELPRO and other institutions, you know, went on to try to decimate this Black Liberation Movement. Um, so. A lot of us are trying to find the niche or the role that we can serve um, in order to make the changes to the society that obviously we feel most called or most interested in trying to make an impact with. And something that I don't know if others have dealt with some of the same or have maybe found ways to reckon with it but at least in my local scene there tends to be a there tends to be a pattern where people seem to relegate or isolate themselves into certain pockets of organizing so for example Uh, We got some folks out here who are doing uh, legislative work. There's folks who are out here who are involved in tenant struggles. There's folks who are out here who are involved in uh, developing some kind of mutual aid and organization for our unhoused neighbors. Um, There's organizations focused on uh, in some this, quote, police accountability, unquote, and in others, police abolition. Um, and there's a lot of different groups that, you know, I'm sure I have yet to, to meet, to learn about, to be able to develop a relationship with. Um, and it's important that we have organizations, groups, collectives, mass orgs set up for just about everything that we can think of if you know if you can think up a interest that you might have or uh you know a skill you want to learn or a group of people that you want to join with and try to struggle with uh, Join or form some tarp, some type of collective. Um, call yourself an organization. It's not necessary that you have all this paperwork in place and all that bullshit. People who worry about that are worried about playing with the system. Um, which folks, you know, can make their own decisions about. Um, I say all this to say that I think what... I have been experiencing because of this, like, reality is a difficulty in trying to bridge those relationships between different groups and different organizations that might be working towards different parts or different types of objectives who feel that either, you know, their work doesn't necessarily connect to the work that I'm doing or the work that others are doing or there's a notion that you know to participate in multiple struggles in multiple organizations is in fact to limit your capacity and will take you away from doing the other things that you wanted, or were interested in doing, um, and I think that that is an organizational flaw, because, you know, what it comes down to is the fact that, oh, cool, a fucking police officer parked in someone's fucking driveway, that's really awesome, that it's his, that's a real fucking cool move, um, Anyways, uh, the, the the difficulty that comes with that is a misunderstanding about what organization or what struggle might or could look like due to a lot of trauma and uh, also inexperience in a lot of cases from the history of, like, the historical developments that happened in the world to those who have tried to organize and struggle in this way. So, like, when I talk to folks in the area about the tenant organizing that I'm doing, you know, I kind of have to make a pitch. I have to be like, housing is a central key to a lot of different things that we're talking about here because if you don't have somewhere safe to go, if you don't have a bed to sleep in, if you don't have, you know, stable uh, support in shelter, uh, it's very difficult to have things like a job or food or, you know in a lot of cases, the ability to deal with things like mental illness, relationship issues, familial struggles, um, so, when you go into, and I talked about this on a, no, I actually did end up posting that, so, like, when you go, when you go into talk to people at their home, right? You kind of see everything right and you get an intimate connection to a person that you wouldn't necessarily get out in public or at an event or even in other organizing spaces because when you're in someone's home there's very little that they can hide not that any of us are like searching or looking for stuff but like you know when you go to talk to a tenant you ask them to show you the problems that they're dealing with and as you go along there's other things that you notice like you know one thing that always sticks out to me and I I it out in some cases it's like you go over to someone's house and they got like three part-time schedules up on the board for three different jobs like that shit sucks I know it all my friends that have had to deal with that I had to deal with that. It sucks to work like multiple part-time jobs um but also stuff like court paperwork like I bless up to whoever has been looking down on me uh because I've yet to be seen before a court and a jury of my peers. Haha. <laughs> um Which means I'm not doing enough, you know? I'm not trying hard enough. Shit. (laughs) Um, but, no, I, like, obviously am thankful for that. But there are people who have. Whether it's for eviction court or, you know, family court. I actually, I did have to go. I mean, I was, like, fucking a child, But growing up, yeah, going through the foster care system, you're in family court a shit ton. That, I mean, I have no recollection of it, but I'm sure it sucked. Everyone else who was there tells me that it sucked. Um, Like my sisters and my parents and shit, but... um, Yeah, so... You get, like, this... Like, real view into someone... You see what's happening with their kids. You see what kind of food they're eating. You see what kind of time they got to take care of themselves, to take care of their home. It's like, uh, it's pretty evident when you're in that situation that a lot of these things interconnect. So I like try to build the bridge between a lot of the, you know, things like, uh, you know, police violence, Right. It's not necessarily the case that police are just going to not bother someone who's in their home. But I feel like folks who are, in a lot of cases, forced out into the streets or even just, like, you know, not able to go kick it with their friends at home, but they got to go out to, like, the block or they got to go out to some food spot or something like that. Now you're out in public, you're out in the public eye. Some random white person can be like, "Oh yeah, these there, there's these non-white people looking like they're having a good time," and here comes the fucking SWAT, um, and that's that's just like real real life uh, that I think you know that just can't be ignored. But you know, imagine that reality where a police, as they exist in the United States don't exist are in the community control are actually uh completely under the thumb of the people where they either are way less armed because they don't need to be carrying around military equipment at, at max i would i would give the revolutionary forces uh the weaponry that they needed but none of these police that are on the streets nowadays in the United States should have weaponry at all. Shouldn't even fucking have a taser. Um. Or a nightstick or any of that bullshit. Um. And, of course, we have to arm the people. Um, and train the people on the importance of defending themselves, by all means, necessary. Um, against whoever. But this conversation isn't necessarily to say that everything connects to housing but it is to say that these issues interconnect and when we have organizational strategies which limit us to you know a certain field of organizing it's hard but We have to find ways to build connections with other organizations. We have to find ways to struggle together, uh, find unity on whatever causes we can, um, and think real long and hard about the relationships that we want, who we want to have them with, what our line is, as in, like... What are we willing to deal with and struggle against and compromise for and what are we not? Um, Because that's what being principled means. It means having enough principles to know when you can and cannot take a step back and simply observe. Or when you can or cannot make an alliance with someone. Right, That's that's also an important tactic. Um, For a couple uh, important reasons, I mention this because first and foremost, you know, with the capacity thing, I think a lot of us are at the place where we're like, if we're organizing or if we're trying to get involved in organizing, um, even if we're like reading and going to school and working and doing what we can, it takes up a lot of fucking time. Um, and so you sit there and think you're like, I can't put another thing on my plate. No way. (coughs) But if we were to structure ourselves in a way that was more, you know, fitting for the type of work that we're trying to do, such as, you know, helping each other out, being a part of multiple different groups that you can kind of play different roles in at the same time that help each other out but also really working towards like building connections with unorganized folks as well of course you know building up your base really connecting with your neighbors finding people in your workplace or at your school who think similarly who have similar issues who might be looking for support and try to do something about that if you can and then you know as for building the organizational growth you know if you look at like what communist parties have had is like their intention in a lot of cases, is to be like the central hub where all the different organizers, the you know t- trade unionists, the tenant unions, the uh, political groups, the self-defense networks, the community organizations, uh, the students, etc all have a shared space to learn from one another, to connect and be a part of and plug into the struggles that each other are involved in. Um, And of course, this hasn't always gone to plan. But the difference is that if you have an organization or a group, say, that is focused on food sovereignty... And you run into an issue where one of the people that you're trying to feed is dealing with immigration struggles and therefore criminalization or possible imprisonment. Um, you, You have an opportunity to try to provide extra resources to build more relationships with this person and with the organizations doing this work to try to get more people themselves who are dealing with these struggles to be confident and courageous enough to take their destiny into their own hands and really fight for it. But if you don't know anybody that's involved in immigration struggles, if you don't know anybody that's in the prison abolition struggles, if you're not involved with any of the, you know, uh, different lawyer groups, if you don't know anyone that can help out, um, you're not as much of a help just simply giving food as you could be, which is not to discredit that work for those of us who do it. I mean, food sovereignty work, like community fridge work, that's the type of stuff that I'm also involved in. This is a, this is a self-critique, you know, and this is why this topic is important to me because it's been on my mind a lot, but... Uh You know, trying to wrap up on this point here, I think that what we also have to understand is that a lot of us are new, a lot of us are inexperienced, and a lot of us are scared um of what 's to come and what little we have now uh, so we have to be we have to be strong, we have to be militant, we have to be disciplined, and we have to be principled, but we also have to be there for one another, and we have to figure out how to organize ourselves as a class rather than as isolated groups or as uh, nationalities or as religious groups or as whatever because these all are certainly and can be positive identities of which people identify with and use as a part of their liberatory struggles but they can also be isolation tools and they can also be tools by which the oppressing class goes on to further oppress us so always look out for ways to join hands with those in struggle around you, always look for ways to learn more to develop your relationships in your community, in your workplace with your friend groups start a potluck group or have an LGBTQ plus reading group or do a anime club if you're into that or start a all women self defense network or you know start a mutual aid fund or you know do whatever it is that you have in your heart and more importantly have as a necessity in your community be real conscious of doing the social investigation and connecting with your neighbors and the people around you in order to make sure the work you're doing is not repeating someone else's work and also something that the people actually give a fuck about but all power to the people y'all peace love socialism we're gonna talk to you soon bye